What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show, the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 229. I am Justin here. Of course, as promised, or as told to you guys last week, exclusively on this show publicly, uh, Mills is not here this week. But in his stead, in his replacement, I have very talented guy, someone that I, I admire greatly. Oh, man. Super, super fun guy. Love him to death. Host of the Rewriters Room on this very channel, on the A-Show Network, Armand Sadler. What's going on, brother? J5, what's good, my brother? It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to be here on the A-Show. I am honored to be Mio's replacement. I can never replace, you know, the magic that y'all create every week, but I'm going to be here to do what I can. So let's, let's get into it. A lot to talk about. I'm, I'm excited. You, for this. You, can re- you can replace that nigga. You can replace <laughs> it's easy to replace that. You see, look, listen, man, there was a, there was a time two years ago mm-hmm. he, he, they, they, I had to replace him for a month. Mm. Cause he quit. I remember. I remember actually. Yep. 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 That was a uh, two five and park and all that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was the, to date one of the strangest episodes of this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a classic, though. Like if I had to make if I had to make a top five of the episodes y'all have done, the, that would be up there for sure. <laughs> that is the absolute strangest episode that we have ever done on the A show. But um, this is the first time me and you have done this little podcast gimmick together, co-hosting. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. You came on Stay Busy. Nick was there. I came on A Show a couple of years ago. Meals was there. So it's just you and I, tag team. Wait, which tag team would you and I be? Right now or just in in, in, in history? Uh, let's go. Let's, let's go just overall history. Like, yeah. Overall all, history. Uh-huh. What would we be right now? I, you know what? I, I could. It, it, it's it's. Because the thing is, it's not quite an unlikely duo. I'm actually shocked we haven't done this before. I know, I know. <laughs> so maybe um, rated RK, uh, rated RKO. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one. I gotta be Randy though, if that's cool. I'll be Edge. You okay. know, even though I didn't like, I didn't like Edge at this, you know, this time. <laughs> uh, you know, he he was. Uh, I didn't like his strike. I didn't like his punches. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- funny enough, I'll admit this here, and people might hate me for it. I really wasn't a big Edge guy until, like, later, like, 2011 Edge, when, when he was babyface right before he retired. Like, I genuinely just wasn't a big fan. Um, like, yeah. looking back, I can see why he was such a great heel and why I hated him as, like, an emotionally invested kid. But um, it was really his later work that I was like, all right, Edge is actually pretty cool. Yeah, he, he's good. And then, and then Randy, what's funny about Randy, and we'll talk about it later on in the show, how good he's been for so long. <laughs> There's none like him, honestly. <laughs> and and I think, you know, that people would, would really look at him and and um kind of tag it against him that he he's he had an up and down stretch where yeah. he was like not super great and mm-hmm. he was great. You know, it, it's I think people use that against him unfairly, but I think this run that he's going on right now is definitely it's up there these past two years. Yeah. I, I think the character is matching the in-ring work and people people felt like he would mail it in in-ring for a while. I know there was that period like 2009 where he felt forced on us, like all those Cena matches he had, but I was always a big fan, man. I mean, you can't hate the RKO. You can't hate the punk kick. Um, 2009, Randy Orton was a sicko. I tweeted that months ago and that went viral because everyone remembers that era, like <laughs> fucking up the McMahon family and he's, he's great, man. Honestly, like I've, I've enjoyed every iteration of him, but I think these last couple of years with the way the mic work has just elevated to a new level. You, you really can't say too much about him. Like he's, right. he's the man. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. It, it is. It is great. But I mean, more than that, one thing that you are Armand, I don't think you talked about it enough on, on our shows. And in case people don't know who you are, in case they don't listen to the rewriters room, um, you are quite an accomplished music journalist. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's something that I, I dabbled in a bit. I, I stuck my toe in. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't get too deep into it right. back in the day, but you are you you're you're way into it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh it's been a good last two years for me, I'll say. 
Um, and I think I'm, I'm sure you experienced this early on. Like you just, you have a lot of doubts, you know, you see other people doing their thing and it's not like a, Oh, I'm better than them type thing, but it's just like, damn, am I going to get to that point that I want to get to? And, you know, I can say for the last two years, I haven't written a single thing for free, which feels amazing because there's a lot of writers who, you know, still aren't, you know, at that point. So, um, you know, had a, a lot of debuts the last few years and been able to do a lot of fun stuff and have some creative freedom. So, yeah, man, it feels good. It feels good to be recognized. You know, I try not to rest on my laurels too much, but, um, you know, looking at where I was six years ago and now it's like, damn, <laughs> I, I guess I really am doing this thing. <laughs> and it's the growth. It's really the growth of, of these things. And, you know, me and Mills like to do something on here called office hours. We call the office hours now where yeah. we just talk about kind of our journeys. And I th- I think that, that Mills and you honestly are, are two of the people that kind of follow, um, a lot of the 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 mentality that I, that I've carried over just in things that I do and things that mm-hmm. I that I've um I've done in the in the past in terms of just like you know just going out and getting it and you know not being like you know grandstanding and and trying to like show off and you know because yeah. a lot of that stuff is like and I said this before on Twitter I was like man it, it, it it's just dire right now there aren't many like real ones mm-hmm. so to speak in this type of thing so it's like it, it's tough when you, when you come from like how it used to be to now it's it's a lot tougher to get on but it's also a lot tougher to stay humble with that stuff and i think that, that you know you guys definitely do do, yeah. do that yeah no it, it took me a while to get there too i mean i'll admit i'm definitely a very cocky guy i've had an ego throughout my life um and working in music is fun like interviewing these artists is fun getting albums early is fun and you kind of want to you know let people know or throw little subtle hints and stuff but you know after a while it's, it's just kind of started to feel normal it feels like part of the course so I don't really feel that need to flex anymore. Like really what I'm trying to do is inspire people coming up under me. Like, yo, I know you're probably dejected right now. I know you're discouraged. I know you're doubting yourself, but I was in that same place. You really got to just build brick by brick, you know, keep tweeting them articles out, retweet your own shit, DM certain people and get their perspective on it. Like it's, it's tough, but, uh, but you can get there as long as you do it for the right reasons and you're passionate, you know, there are people in this who, want to do it for how, how it will make them look publicly or, you know, for the money and the money's great, you know, like of course do it for money, but I genuinely love this shit, which is really what uh, empowers me the most. So yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's a good, it's a good, um, it's, it's a good mentality to have and, mm-hmm. and, and really like it, this shit drove me crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I'm glad that you're, you're not jaded yet. So yeah. like, you know, keep that mindset, but when you get jaded, just let me know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We, we, we will be making that transition soon because I, I tell people all the time, I, I don't want to write forever. I love this shit, but uh, I don't want to do it forever. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, as always, we, we try and we try and motivate. We try and uh, we try and put people on, on the right path That's it. on on this network and on this show mm-hmm. and just really in general. And let's talk about Cody. Mm-hmm. No holds barred. Is he coming or isn't he coming? Is he coming or is he not? <laughs> uh man, I'm I'm at the point now. I I think there's there's a very easy alley oop right now. Seth Rollins has no plans. They're gonna be in Jacksonville. Seth versus Cody is right there. It would be really good. You know, Seth is gonna go all out, give him a good match. But on, on the other hand, I'm like, it'd probably get a really big pop for the Raw after Mania because I, I I can't think of. Anyone on the men's side who they can bring back on the women's side, you got Bailey, Oscar, Lacey Evans, who can be really big debuts. But for the men, unless they're bringing someone who used to be in the company and like, you know, went away or unless they bring in someone from outside the company who's never been in WWE, Cody Rhodes would probably be the biggest thing they could do for or after media. So I, I, I think he's coming. Um, and at this point, I, I'd be OK if it wasn't, you know, WrestleMania. Yeah. So reports are saying talks have fizzled out. Dave Meltzer on Saturday said what you feel about the the msg you went to msg i did over the week and everyone thought that, <laughs> that cody was gonna show up in msg on a non-televised show where they could not get a buy rate or anything out of it knowing that roman reigns had a match knowing brock lesnar was going to be there and y'all didn't think it was going to be an angle <laughs> that, that night that thought didn't even cross my mind. And I I didn't know people were thinking that until I checked Twitter. Like, while I was watching Brock beat up Austin Theory, I was like, wait, I thought 
Cody was going to be here and do what? <laughs> like, why, why? Why? Like, it, it, made, it made absolutely no sense. And people were like disappointed by it. I was like, you know, my thought, because AJ Styles was promoted to be there. I was like, oh, they're going to do Brock AJ. They've done that before. Survivor Series, it was good. It's safe. We're going to pop for AJ. But when I saw Theory, I was like, yo, I like Theory. It's funny. There's story there with the Elimination Chamber. Like, so I, I, I really don't understand thinking Cody would show up at a live show. That's not televised. Yeah. <laughs> Meltzer says that there was definite changes. There was definite plans. He was taken off the WrestleMania. The new thing is internal documents. Oh, yeah. Hashtag internal documents. <laughs> hashtag inter- Everyone has these hashtag internal dark documents that no one else can see. Listen, man, I feel, I feel like somebody's getting worked, mm-hmm. right? I, feel, I really feel like somebody's getting worked. Again, the Cody shit doesn't really matter to me either way. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they'll find something for Seth to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, just let some shit happen. But I feel like whoever is giving these people these sources are purposefully, and we'll talk about this on Raw <laughs> this week, <laughs> purposefully letting them down and telling them the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And they keep talking about, oh, well, plans changed. How about y'all just shut the fuck up? Because yeah. y'all don't really know what's going to happen. That's all and stop, acting, <laughs> stop acting like they don't know what's going to happen because I'm pretty sure that they fucking do know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 see how thirsty these journalists and these and these dirt sheets are to create a narrative and then say that they suck for not living up to the narrative that they created in their head. So they're hundred percent getting toyed around with. And if I was the the E, I would do it too. Like y'all are yeah y- y'all trying to ruin shit. Like let people be surprised. Let people enjoy things. Let people see it for themselves. Like that shit is lame to me. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see. I would imagine that next week. It's, it's kind of the last time I'm good. It's going to suck. Cause I'm not even going to be in the country. So I'll probably miss this whole, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it it kind of, it, it, it is insane that, uh, to think that next week is kind of the last moment they can do this. Yep. It really is the last moment because I mean, you have the, you have the raw on the 21st, uh, which would, I would, I would imagine be a week, of, a around a SmackDown. I would imagine be a week of like, um, contract signings and bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. The 28th is looking like Roman and Brock are going to be on the same show mm-hmm. on Raw uh, because that Friday is going to be the Hall of Fame and it's probably going to be a bunch of video packages on that Friday anyway. Yeah. So next week seems to be the best time to do this unless that 21st they're, they're going to have Austin show up somewhere. Um. Yeah, so I, I mean, we'll see mm-hmm. with Cody. We'll see. Listen, I really at this point, I really just think it's a gotcha. It's like, yo, we got him. Yeah, <laughs> we he's he not going to AW. We, we got him here. It's like, it's it's not, to me, it's not really anything more than just them saying they got him. Yeah, I don't really know what they, what they're going to have this guy do, but we'll see after that. Um, CM Punk. <sighs> My God. And the AEW media scrum says that he is he he got emotional about his his AEW Revolution 2022 entrance. We talked about the show on Patreon. If you guys have Patreon, make sure you check that out. But um, he talks about the show, gets emotional about the actual entrance that he had. It, it kind of cribbed off of his old entrance. And he, he gets emotional and says, ROH is in good hands. Of course, talking about Tony Khan buying ROH, which is something that, hey, can I get my flowers, please? Mm. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> we are undefeated with the scoops, baby. <laughs> undefeated. Here's my thing about the ROH thing. I said it and these niggas were talking about HBO Max. <laughs> they was talking about we don't know. It's a shadowy benefactor that <laughs> 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 slid some brief a briefcase full of money at a uh, at uh, ROH, and we don't know who it is. If you if you know, these are the same people that played Koi about CM Punk coming back too, and we just straight up said it too yep. on the show. Mm-hmm. If you fall, if you know everything about Vince McMahon's purported match, you fucking knew who was buying ROH. Mm-hmm. If I knew who was doing it. Y'all knew who was doing it. I'm not. I don't have any more any more scoops than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Probably talk to the same people. If if I knew, y'all niggas should have knew. Who was my who's my ROH? Come on, we had it first hours before. By the way, yep, yes sir. Twenty four hours before. Anyway, uh, he said he's glad ROH is in good hands, and it's not on <clears> some <throat> app that not on some app that sucks and no one's getting paid for. <sighs> CM Punk's been saying a lot of things during this media run. Mm-hmm. Including that he's he's glad that the people can see him come out the other side of their the WWE lawsuit, saying there was a lot of people in WWE that could have helped them but didn't. <laughs> I said, all right, is this a new gimmick? 
this a new thing now? Is, is this him doing this shit? I don't even think Tony Khan's been talking shit about WWE as much as, as much as this nigga has in the past week. Nah, so Tony Khan boosted up uh, NXT 2.0 in the in the same media scrum. <laughs> so Punk is Punk is a weird dude, man. He's a fucking loser. Like, why why would anyone in, in the company that you you gave them hell on your way out? Well, why would anyone want to help you? You clearly didn't want to be there. You distanced yourself from Kofi. Like, you you made you were very difficult to work with. I, I wouldn't want to reach out and help you. Like, you got your freedom, man. Like, I don't. He's, he's, he's a nasty dude, man. Nasty. Na- nasty work here. And I think the biggest thing to, to think about with CM Punk is that there isn't even a reason that he has to do any of this. Nope. You won. Mm-hmm. You won. I think his issue is that, like, WWE has kept going yes. without him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the real issue is that they've kept going. He said something that was really, I, I thought, really kind of disrespectful. Um he said that there's like, he feels like there's like a, basically like a culture war. Yep. And that type of thing kind of, it startles me and it strikes me the wrong way because I think people use that, that term. He didn't really use the term in, in particular, but he kind of, he's kind of um, intimating towards that mm-hmm. where it's like the culture war is kind of being used right now in politics. Yeah. It's being used in culture itself where it's masker, masker, anti-masker, vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, uh, COVID denier, COVID believer, Trump, versus by whatever like that that's where we are we live in such a binary age where it's one versus the other so it's wwe versus aw right now right yeah. and you can't like both there's very few people that will like both and and call out both companies right okay. very few so with punk he says there's these weird wwe fans that have never seen anything and think there's nothing else out there and it's just an odd thing to say because punk a lot of the people who watch that show in aew were WWE fans when you were there. Yes. They were WWE fans when WCW was going on. They, 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 it's weird that a company would allow him to kind of strike that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> strike that balance here. It's like, listen, AEW is not like highbrow. Just because you were you brought out your old trunks doesn't mean that the storytelling was lit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just means that people who are over 34 remember that. There's people who are under under 30 that don't know what the fuck that was. They don't know what the fuck that is. They just remember you from WWE. Me. I'm one of them. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's just really it's really kind of nasty that he did that. I, I I don't like that elitism. Yeah. I think that pushes people away mm-hmm. from your company when you do that. Like, what do you feel when he says things like that? It's it's feeding the tribalism. It's it's painting it as if there's only two extremes within being a wrestling fan. Either you're a WWE fan and you're everything else. And like most of my friends or peers or people in the Discord or people I engage with who are WWE fans, they also watch other things. They're familiar with other things. They like guys in the WWE because they watch them in other promotions or they watch other promotions because they they liked guys who were previously in the WWE. So it's just, it's really weird, man. Like there's not one type of wrestling fan or two types of wrestling fans. It's, 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 it's lame. It's elitist to an extent. It's very, um, it, 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 it turns me away from wanting to watch AEW because like, yeah, it's not like y'all are producing some high level, crazy storytelling, incredibly entertaining type stuff. Like there's a lot wrong with, with the promotion that you're on. You happen to be, this bright light within it that draws people in, but like you, you're not wrestling the way that you used to. Your stories aren't all that great. So to just turn your nose up at WWE fans just because you know they might have had limited exposure to something and acting as if WWE isn't sports entertainment or wrestling itself, it's it's lame, bro. It's it's real lame. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's just there's just a lot. I I, I feel like okay. We get it. Like, I do get it. It is very rough what he went through. Mm-hmm. It, it, and he got he got his compensation, uh, you know, correctly from that. He, he rightfully got his win for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From from whatever, whatever he said, like th- there was a weight, he said, that lifted off his shoulders when he when he won that case. Yeah. And I said, I'm glad and, and I'm glad he can move on from it. But let's stop acting like let's stop acting like um, let's stop acting like, you know, what I'm saying like. You didn't shit on these fans before. Now these, these shitty wrestling fans that always followed you in the airport, always wanted autographs, always wanted to ask you about pro wrestling. You said to stop asking for pro wrestling. Now you're back in it. Now they're cool, but now they're not cool because they watch another. Like it's just so weird and disingenuous. It's like he he's to me, 
I just don't get how like he could have such a really good match and I can actually give him big him up for that. And then literally in the same breath, three hours later, he's, he's saying that about people who watch this match. Yeah. It's lame. He, he, he ruined it. He makes you not want to give him any credit for anything. Like, and Mio said it best on Twitter. Like you took a bag to talk about WWE <laughs> on Fox. So like, Come on, man. Like, you you look crazy. You look like a real b- bitter ex. Like, like you're the ex who, like, broke up with the person, but then is talking shit about the person, even though you came out looking better than the... I, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, I just don't like people saying, like, just because you watch something means that you have, like, brain rot someone someone said in this, this tweet a couple uh like an hour ago wwe brain rot comes in many forms but one of the most irritating is the insistence that everything needs to be painstakingly spelled out that the audience is incapable of inferring anything and that any subtlety in storytelling is best avoided for fear of running off casualties that's not what <laughs> what what i hate it here it's not. It's fucking wrestling, bro. Yeah. It's who cares. It's never that deep. It's. Really I remember deep. a time when I'm sorry, I love you was 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 a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> that was a high bar. Yeah. What are y'all talking about? Anyway, I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm moving on from the CM Punk thing. Uh, the Vince McMahon Pat McAfee interview. Mm-hmm. This was another thing they got wrong last week. Yes, sir. But even without the announcement that Pat McAfee is going to have a match, and it's not going to be against Vince McMahon, just to be clear. This was a fascinating interview. What would you feel about it? It was great, man. It was really cool to see Vince McMahon in that type of setting. This is his first interview in, like, 15 years, I believe. And, like, I haven't seen any of his previous ones. So just seeing him be laid back, seeing him talk about, you know, his come up and how he invested all of his money into WrestleMania and how, like, you know, he, he doesn't let negative thoughts in because that's a waste of time. It was just like, there's there's a lot to learn from this guy. And it's so great because social media, you know, meme culture, they say Vince is not going to see heaven for this and that and hashtag knowing Vince. And they just talk about all of the salacious shit. But like b- behind it all, he's built a global conglomerate that people are still invested in to this day. And it's only getting bigger. So, you know, to hear him speak about that and his grind and just in that setting, and Pat McAfee creates such a good, environment for people to feel comfortable we saw the brock interview where brock i've i've never seen brock like that ever like that. Yeah. so to see two di- two very different people brock and vince come in and just really just kick back and joke and and all that it, it was great man pat mcafee is, is generational honestly so yeah, it was, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it so much and i mean vince doesn't shy away from any of the any of the the criticism about him. He says, Hey, if I'm an asshole, uh, <laughs> he said, if I'm an asshole, congratulations. I'm an asshole. He's one thing he did say is that like, I can't change the perception about me. Yep. <laughs> he, he, he said, I can't change the perception about me. People on the internet, I can't change it. So I don't even look at it. Yeah. And I think that that goes into like really what he says. And everyone was like, well, it all makes sense now. And it's just like, well, look at how y'all act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm listening to you. Yeah. Y'all ain't never made a million dollars. He's listening to people that make a million dollars. That's literally what he is. And, and I think the big thing is they said is they, you know, he brings up the 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 releases. Pat brings up the releases. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, sometimes you have to like kind of cut the dead weight, so to speak. He says, um, you know, it's either you want to be a sports entertainer, a, a, an entertainer, or, or a pro wrestler, mm-hmm. basically. Um, people were very upset about these two separate statements that he made, saying, Oh, these people are dead weight, and oh, I would rather be a pro wrestler. And it's just like, well, the thing is, is that this is branding. Mm-hmm. And, and branding to him is most important. And I, I you get it. Yeah. And I think people don't want they 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 act like they don't want to get it. And I think that's what's that's what's kind of frustrating about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a business dog, and like this, the, you know, a lot of these fans, a lot of these people who say this guy was misused, they're they're putting too much personal emotion into it. And like we've heard stories, like Vince gets close to a lot of the talents like he's got relations with them brock says vince is like a father to him undertaker like they goes without saying so it's not like vince is some super crazy asshole who doesn't connect with these people and just lets them go like he has relationships with them but you know when you're doing what's best for the business and you know you you, you got to cut some ties and it's it's working out for him like, it, like the wwe is so much bigger than professional wrestling and a lot of these fans are professional wrestling fans and you know they, they, there is a slight difference between that and sports entertainment and vince is big about entertaining the people and bringing in other entities to to add to the experience so 
hey man, he's he, he, he's someone that you know people should study once they can remove their you know preconceived notions and bias from the situation. These people want him to die. Yeah, man. <laughs> they want him to die instead. That's that's what they're saying about it. They want him to die instead. They didn't like uh, Pat's interview style either. And I'm like, have y'all ever watched this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't challenge anyone. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not. He's he's not a journalist. He's he's an athlete with a, a radio show with a podcast. Like these people aren't trained in the art of you know asking hard hitting questions and putting someone on the hot seat. And like it's also his boss. Like you know, you, like that's it's weird. It's weird. Now. Yeah. Uh, last point here. Finn Balor was on uh, After the Bell with Ryan Satin last week. That's some real interesting things about NXT, which I think people have not have not really talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to hear some of these quotes? Yeah. So uh, he said, in NXT, there was a lot of guys that came to NXT that weren't given the full experience. I was I was very fortunate that I was in Japan for a long time, moved to NXT and got retrained in a very different WWE style and then moved to Raw and SmackDown. After I moved, NXT developed its own style of wrestling and kind of changed, and it wasn't really preparing people for Raw or SmackDown. It was just putting people in NXT. They were wrestling the same independent or Japanese style or European style on NXT, and then they were getting pulled to Raw or SmackDown, but they hadn't been given them key nuggets of information by people like Matt Bloom or Terry Taylor or Triple H or Road Dogg. They were kind of explaining to me that you need to make stuff mean more. In my indie mind, I'm like, give them explosions, give them bombs, give them the action movie. But if every movie, every match is an action movie, who wins the Oscar? Mm. The drama. Drama is way better than a blockbuster action movie. Bar. Woo! That's a bar. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, it, it, it really is like a, a situation where a lot of the people who are coming out and saying like, hey, this is kind of what NXT needed to become because it wasn't really being what it, what it was created for. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, he brought up, you know, his class, him, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura. And you look at what they're able to do on the main roster. They got they all got integrated real easily. And then you look at the people who came after Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, some of them who ne- never even went up there. Like, I think we've, we've had conversations where we were concerned, like, you know, will Johnny Gargano cut the mustard up there? Will, will Ciampa be able to handle it up there? And like, yeah, the, the, the identity of NXT changed a lot. And while it was really good, like for a while, you know, NXT was, my, was my, it, well, it, it, so 2.0 I love. And then NXT for a while, like 2019, it was my favorite wrestling show. A lot of it was just like, you know, the, the typical 45, 40 minute, you know, a bunch of kickouts, like stuff like that, which is cool in doses, but to be doing that all the time and to not um, emphasize the drama and the storytelling of things and the entertainment, like that's, you know, that's kind of where did the concerns would come in. Like, you know, could Kyle O'Reilly be good on the main roster? Like a lot of us, <laughs> a lot of us probably would have, would have said no, but we look at guys like Braun Breaker who, we're going to talk about later on Raw, he, he, he fit in easily. Uh, Grayson Waller coming up, you know, messing around with, with AJ Styles. Like, it, they're they're doing the entertaining thing, and they're good in ring, but that's not the biggest selling point. It's these are characters, people that we just want to see do anything. So I, th- I think Finn nailed it, man. Yeah. He actually talks about the class that he came up in. Uh, continuing by saying a lot of guys were hindered by the success of NXT in the in the fact that it changed its style and stopped preparing people for Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the difference between me, Shinsuke, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. We were the first of the uh, first wave of NXT guys that were really being prepared for Raw and for SmackDown, and they were really tinkering with our style. And I was really compromising my style. Mm-hmm. Then the next generation were like, "Just go do your thing. That's what we want to see." And they weren't maybe criticized or picked apart as much. I feel a lot of guys suffered because of that, and they weren't given the same knowledge that we were given. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I think there was definitely, especially during COVID, a, a period where when those crowds were gone, and they were still having these same type of matches, mm-hmm. and they weren't really hitting the same. Mm-hmm. We had to kind of have that conversation, like, what is NXT about to become when guys like Adam Cole or whoever leaves? And they were completely fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was completely fine with it. So, I mean, Finn Balor, as always, champion of the world. But uh, speaking of more champions, we had, a, we had a very stacked week in wrestling. And after the break, we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown uh, on our show review. So we'll see you right after the break. One of the greatest of all time and a proud Texan. But Sean... I am a proud Canadian, and with that in mind, it would be sacrilegious to have you on the KO show. So out of respect for Brett the Hitman Hart, you're not invited. And look, I could embarrass any of these guys easily, but I have the perfect guest in mind. 
someone who embodies the state of Texas like no one else, because just like the state of Texas, he is a broken down shell of his former self living on past glory. Look, we haven't seen this guy in a while, and I bet since then he's let himself go. He's probably drinking beer all day, all night, like the redneck he is. His knees are so shot that when he was in WWE, he needed to wear knee braces just to get through his matches. So if he accepts my invitation, what's he gonna need now to get down that ramp? A walker? It's a long ramp. Look, nothing would make me happier than to beat the hell out of this guy in his home state at WrestleMania and give him a stunner the world would talk about for years. And then pour a nice cold glass of milk over his lifeless body. I know you're watching and I don't think you have the guts to show up. But the bottom line is I am calling you out. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Chills. <laughs> that on a week where we had that edge promo from the week before, that topped it. <laughs> and look, KO, KO is we, we gotta have a KO discussion at some point too. Like he's He's incredible. You you tweeted it earlier. Like he's he, he's the best one to go like one on one on the mic with Austin. Like he's he's the best guy on the roster right now to do it. So I I can't wait for this man. Yeah, it, it is. We now know <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, we now know that Stone Cold has accepted mm-hmm. the challenge. Or the invitation, will you, uh, you know, however you say it, <laughs> with a video that came out this morning mm-hmm. of Stone Cold accepting that challenge. Fantastic video. I, I don't want to put the whole thing in here. We would just literally be watching promos the whole time. Because I, <laughs> I, I re-ran this Kevin Owens promo back multiple times mm-hmm. this morning. And it is fantastic. Yeah. And KO is ready. He's ready, <laughs> bro. He's... Th- this... He's been in big time situations. He's there yeah. after this. Yeah. No. I mean. He's he's there yeah. after this. And Stone Cold mentions, you know, he's he says, I don't care if it's a match, it's a show, it's whatever. He's gonna show up and 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 they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have it out. Mm-hmm. And WrestleMania Saturday, we're gonna see what that is. But I, I, I don't know what this is. I, I have no clue what this could be. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I just know that I, I want to see it. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see and find out because, man, that, that pop for Austin is going to be crazy. That pop when he does his lines, they're probably going to chug a beer together and then he's going to get sun, man. I It's, it's going to be phenomenal regardless of what they do. Yeah, I, I mean, if you think of it now, he's, he's, he's in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, what he looked to be in good shape. Yeah, <laughs> on that video, he looked. But but with with Stone Cold in that promo, it, all it took was two minutes mm-hmm. for him to make that the biggest thing on the show. Like this, like this WrestleMania card. These motherfuckers were saying it was it was gonna be weak, Bro. and also there was a report that said Austin hadn't agreed to do anything. <laughs> do you now armand you saw the video this morning did this video look like this was something that was shot yesterday <laughs> oh bro obviously austin put his iphone on a tripod and did it 10 minutes before it went up come on man yeah Duh. right <laughs> he had the drone next to him when he was driving because uh-huh. there's that part too listen this video seemed to be in the can at least a week ago bro that shit was highly produced <laughs> yes this has been the plan for a minute I wish that the 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 they need to let it play out. <laughs> I think they just lead to lipo right now. Bro. This was clearly what it is. Okay. <sighs> Fantastic promo there. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Raw in a second, but we gotta get to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown is SmackDown. 
as you, and for better or for worse, SmackDown is SmackDown. Things things did happen on this this episode. So we got Ricochet winning the IC title with help from Johnny Knoxville. Sami Zayn only holds the title for two weeks. Um, Ricochet gets the gets. Uh, his next mid-card, upper mid-card title in the IC Championship. What do you think about that? Ricochet is an all-time mid-carder, man. Um, you know, I, I, I've been wondering what was going to happen with him. You know, him him getting beat up by Sheamus and Ridge. And then, obviously, with Cesaro leaving, it's like, damn, is he going to be left to handle them alone? And, you know, um, and with the, that report came out that he was the, he was the number two babyface under Drew. So, he was going to get a big, big push. So when I saw this title match, I was like, oh, he's probably not going to win it now. He's going to win it at some point. Like Knoxville is going to figure in maybe at Mania. But uh, now, you know, we see that Ricochet gets a big win on TV. Real, real happy for him. I think that he's going to be a workhorse with that title, um, which is what the IC title needs. It needs someone who's going to be an active wrestler. You know, it was cool to see Shinsuke beat Apollo, but he didn't. The the reign was very lackluster, which is kind of the name of the game with most of Shinsuke's reigns, unfortunately. So, um, I think he knows it, and I think he knows it too. Like, yeah, like I ain't put my working boots over these niggas, man. Yeah, you know, come out, play the guitar with Boogs, and maybe defend it once every two months. But nah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm cool with that. Uh, Next up, how long? But speaking of speaking of Boogs and, and, and Shinsuke and tag teams. How, long, how the fuck long else do we need the Usos to have these titles? They, they defeated the the, the uh, Viking Raiders on SmackDown in a very long-awaited match, which I thought was kind of underwhelming if y'all had us wait that long for just that. Like, yeah. it, it just felt like it, it was set up for them to win. And now there's really no tag teams because it looks like the New Day is, is busy with fucking Sheamus and Rich Holland. And I don't I don't know where they go from here with, with the tag team titles. Yeah, you know, I... I would like to see this at Mania and not be like a multi-team match, just them two. You know what they need to bring back? Elimination tag team matches. Not just, you know, one fall. Like, you know, put the Usos in a situation where Jay gets eliminated and then Jimmy has to figure it out with uh, Eric and Ivar and then somehow he eliminates one of them and then it's a one-on-one at the end. Like, I think that would be a cool stipulation if they run this at Mania. But, yeah, I've been tired of the Usos tag title reign for quite some time. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's like Romans has gone for a while, but it's been interesting. The Usos, mm, they, they they beat the Mysterios. They beat New Day. Who, who else have they defended against? Did they defend against Street Profits? I don't think they did. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it's just I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. So let's Viking Raiders need to go over and, you know, kind of get back to that tag team prominence that they were at before. Yeah. I, I, re- I really think they need more. They need a lot more. I, I just thought that it, it, it was a good match, but it mm-hmm. was – you know, I just th- I thought they could they could have been given more, and it didn't feel it didn't feel like it mattered. Yeah. You know, and if they were if they were to been given a a rematch for this, uh, <laughs> you know, like like whatever, like I I wouldn't. Get it. Um, Roman Reigns promo mm. was regular. You could have did this on 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 a on a pull up like a like a cell phone. Yeah. You didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, they they were trying to fill time, but uh, it, was, it was it was a really good promo. You know, uh, Roman's been in, in God mode. You know, like Seth brought out the real paranoid, maniacal side of Roman, and like now with Brock, like Roman's just angry, but, but he's also cocky as shit. Like coming off of what he did Saturday, seeing him hit Brock with those stairs live and stand over him with the two titles, like you know, we're, we're Roman's on his shit. You know, it's it, it's it's feeling like last year when he went into it with uh, Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan, like he's. He's very, very confident in himself, and, and it's showing in the promos. But there's still a slight tinge of paranoia there. And uh, Saturday when Brock, like, had Paul Heyman in the corner, Heyman was like, oh, I love you. I, lo- I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like in some way there's going to be some Paul Heyman wrinkle. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I, I, I don't fully trust Heyman still. Wow. You think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna flip some other shit? Bro, he might. <laughs> he might. The man is unpredictable. <laughs> He's just like a he's a Twitter honey. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter honey. Uh, pa- uh, Pat McAfee, uh, Austin Theory had it out. It's official. They uh-huh. will be facing off. Uh, I think I believe it's WrestleMania Sunday. Um, big big match for him. I think there's going to be a lot of schmas and a lot of a lot of tomfoolery in that match mm-hmm. to make it run well. But what a what a big placement for Austin Theory, who. From jump, everyone predicted that he was gonna be like a guy mm-hmm. on this roster, and we'll see where that goes. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of his move list as it stands in regular matches. Yeah. I think he he was so methodical and regular. I, I would like to see what he did more and evolve 
you know, kind of structure into what he does in WWE. Mm-hmm. But um, listen, man, he, he, he's a young guy. They need young guys. Yeah. You know, they, they need younger talent. Like they they were so 40, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41. That's what they had before, like the big releases. And now you're starting to see more 20, 21-year-olds, younger guys pull up. And let's see if they have that kind of mentality because they, they've tried to do that before and then in the early 2000s with the younger guys. Mm-hmm. And these guys ended up not being able to handle it. So we'll we'll see what they do with Austin Theory. I thought it was a good uh, a good project here or a good promo, I'm sorry, between him and Pat. Yeah. Uh, you think Pat does this match and he just returns to SmackDown or does he take a break? Uh, I guess it depends on how the match, uh, how the match finishes. Like, it, the, there's a world where I could see Theory beating him and like beating him really badly, and Pat goes away for a month. Um, but then there's a world where I could see Pat, you know, winning the match. Like we've seen in, in his single match with Cole, in his War Games match, like Pat can go in the ring. So um, I, I think it's gonna be good. I um, I'm, I'm really happy for him too. Like to see him go from two NXT pay per views to WrestleMania. Like it's his third match, and <laughs> his in his third match, he's getting a WrestleMania match. Like that's that, that's huge for him, and he he's brought so much energy and and new life to the WWE that um you know I th- I, I think it's gonna be very entertaining. Absolutely, uh, main event was Charlotte facing off uh, against Sonya Deville. Uh, uh, Rwanda, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I am bugging. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, I was told that Ronda Rousey was not over. <laughs> Yeah, I was told no one cared about this match and her and that she has no personality. Uh, we were told a lot of things about her that are just proving themselves untrue. This is going to be a big deal when she main events um, WrestleMania Saturday. Yes. I, I mean, the only thing I can say is that I, I look at like the Becky Bianca thing to be like a bigger deal to me right now in terms of just like the match. Mm-hmm. There's just more story behind it. Yeah. I think this. I think if Charlotte puts her working boots on and Ronda is truly ready to be back to where she where she she needs to be, this could really this could really kind of this could shit on the game. This could really be a big deal. But um, I I really really like the 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 characterization of Ronda here. I think she's becoming better every week, and this is what we knew she would. This would happen with her is that she just needed to get some reps in. That's it. And <laughs> and and she would be good. So um, we we'll see. Like uh, we'll we'll see. You know where this story goes uh, later, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. Um, let's get to Raw, which I thought was a really good show this week. Raw's, Raw's been killing. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Raw has been definitely killing it. We had a fantastic triple threat uh, tag match between Rated RK Bro, Alpha Academy, and Seth and KO, which went like four segments and went like the length of the first hour of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, really good shit here. The end. With the RKO from this from the moon salt, come on now. Randy Orton is. I mean, we, we said it at the beginning, but I'll say it again. There, there's none like him. There's none like him. Generational guy, man. He's he's just he's different. Yeah. He's totally different, bro. He, he's great. Our rated RK bro gets the titles back. Mm-hmm. Seth and KO have no path to WrestleMania. Uh, we talked about KO a little bit at the top here after the break. Uh, we know what happened to him in the main event of the show. Uh, but Seth, very strange look. We only see that look in his eye when he's going to do something very devilish. Yeah. And Raw is in Jacksonville next week. Dun, dun, dun. So we shall see what happens with Seth Rollins. We don't really know what's going what's gonna to happen, but we'll we'll see what's going to happen with Seth Rollins. Uh, I, I want to skip past his Reggie and Dana Brooke stuff. Yeah, there wasn't it, much to it. <laughs> Uh, uh, Finn Balor attacked by Damian Priest during a match with Austin Theory. Looks like that's going to be the WrestleMania match here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good. Do, do you, are you are you believing that? Um, are you believing that this is going to be Demon versus Damian? I don't know. Uh, I mean, on the one hand, it's like it's Mania, and it would make sense to bring the Demon out, but I don't necessarily think that they need to rush it. I think, you know, it's been, what, two weeks of this so far. Um, Priest just turned heel on Saturday at the live show. He was healing it up really well. Like, I I think that they could let this breathe for a little bit. Um, and Priest is doing the Razor's Edge now, which is really good. Okay. I, I love his heel character coming in, grabbing Finn by the throat while he's up top, about to hit the coup de grace. Like, it's, it, it's, it's good. It's good. I, I don't think that they need to 
rush it. But like, I wouldn't be mad to see the demon. I do like the demon, but I, I feel like they could extend it a little bit before we before it gets to that point where Finn needs it. I think maybe you have Damian Priest win the title back at Mania, and then and then he like beats him on some cheap shit at WrestleMania Backlash, and then Money in the Bank maybe you bring the demon out, or even if you find a way to extend it to SummerSlam, you could do that too. Yeah, no, I, 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 I it seems to me that they're gonna have Finn go two and zero against them, mm. and uh, Damian move on to whoever's gonna have the WWE title or whatever Raw Championship mm. that comes out of WrestleMania. That to me would make the most sense. Like, move Damian out of here. He does not need that title again. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would definitely like to see it. You know, whoever, however they they figure out that title for Raw, he he should be in that mix for sure. Absolutely. He, he really should. But I, I thought him and Austin had a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, he, Finn gives Austin a lot. I feel like he really likes working with him. Mm-hmm. He, he gives Austin a lot. So, uh, again, once again, another NXT guy yeah. that, that he um, that he that he worked with and probably worked with when he was down there a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan on their way to WrestleMania. You put Rhea right back in a fucking tag team. <laughs> the funniest shit about this is my, my girl predicted like months ago. She's like, Liv Morgan and Rhea should team together. I was like, I can kind of see it, but I don't want Rhea to be in the projects like that. And then lo and behold, <laughs> Rhea and Liv are teaming together. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be a good match in Mania. I'm, I'm happy for Rhea. I, I'd, I'd obviously love to see her in something more important. You know, we're calling her and Bianca the Cena and Batista. And so, you know, it, it, it would be dope to see her in one of these main title pictures, but there's no room for her right now. It's Bianca Becky. It's Ronda Charlotte. And that's okay, because I think when it is Rhea's time, all these reps she's getting in, the crowd loves her. Like it's it's gonna be a big moment. So you know it's it's fun, but I I don't think her and Liv should win though. I think Naomi and Sasha should win that. I fucking hope not. <laughs> I, I, fucking tag team. You could have had Nikki Ash and Dewdrop be in it, which I'm pretty sure they're still going to be. Probably it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a pretty big match. I don't think we're done with the amount of people that are gonna be in it. I could see I could definitely see Shotzi and, and or or maybe um maybe Aaliyah and uh, Zia Lee probably weaseling their way in this match as well. Yeah. Uh, Omos <laughs> and Captain Aziz. I I uh, I believe we were on the WrestleMania prediction show, and Chan said, "I'm scared for Omos. He's just gonna be great, Kali, with a taper and a turtleneck." <laughs> and these type these types of acts only work in small doses. Yep. They work in small doses. Not in major programs. They they only work to to fill time, and that's really where it is. Mm-hmm. It is it, that that's where it stands. These types of guys. I said it with with Braun Strowman. I said you're not gonna want him to win the title because then he has to start getting. He has to start selling. Mm-hmm. He has to start losing. Mm-hmm. They don't. He like Omos can't really sell quite yet. He they they can't get him there where he has to sell yet. He's I don't think he's ever even taken a pinfall nope. at this point. But it's like. You had him beat AJ twice. <laughs> you had him do a lot of really crazy stuff. And, you know, I, I just don't see where, where you go from here. The the the, pick, the, the title picture is, is all sewn up and there's not many people that he can squash. So I guess I guess you do Aziz versus Omar's, but it better be awesome and it better have a lot of bullshit with it. And it better not be on WrestleMania. Absolutely <laughs> but, <not. laughs> but we'll see what they do with two incredibly green guys in a match. Uh, whatever they decide to do with it, but I just I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, last thing for Raw. Oh, actually, not even last thing. Uh, B- Becky's hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bianca allegedly fractured her voice box uh, at a house show last weekend, and Becky wasn't wasn't actually on the show, but says she'll be back next week. Bianca did cut a promo, so that's what we have there. I guess it's a good thing, kind of give them some time to be apart. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm not mad at it. I mean, we know we know the match is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> Best wishes to Becky. But lastly, Edge and a new look. He looks like a fucking vampire now under the blue lighting, the old school Edge blue lighting. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's going back to the Edge. Uh, the actually remember the old Edge? Oh, actually, you were you probably didn't see the the old Edge, the old old Edge where he used to come out the crowd. Uh yeah, no, nah, no, nah. no, nah, I don't remember that. That was the old Edge blue lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes out, says, "You, you guys think you know me?" <laughs> AJ thought he knew me. He said he he he's back in love with it with a piece of himself that he he hadn't seen in a while and he loves it. He loves who he is right now. And he said the view at the top is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He tops the mic. Had no had no theme music. So it looks like he's either gonna get new theme music or he won't have any theme music. And uh 
that's that's where that's where we're at with that. Uh, AJ was off the show this week. What do you feel about Edge's new look? He's 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 terrifying, man. Um, he's um, I you know I've grown to really enjoy heel Edge. I think that this match is going to be incredible. I, the 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 line he dropped, he was like, "You think you know me?" Like it was like, "Oh, you're so good at this. Like you are just." If we had to make a list of like top five promo guys, Edge might have to be on that list. To be honest, like there's Rock, Rock Cena, Jericho. It would have been a top. It would have been a top promo had KO not do what he did like twenty minutes after. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. They. it really would have been. Yeah, they they went very top heavy in the last like twenty minutes of the show, but uh, it was it was great, man. I'm I'm looking forward to what happens when AJ comes back. Like they're, they're gonna have some really good back and forths, and I I like babyface AJ. I don't know how you feel about babyface AJ Styles, but I'm I I, I like him a lot. Um, I think that he he has some fire to him, and I think the Edge just as a heel, like just picking at different things. Like I'm I know he's gonna bring up some crazy shit and just kind of have AJ AJ's back to the wall. And when AJ's back is against the wall is when he's he's phenomenal. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Yo, maybe it's going to be great, bro. What the fuck is wrong with people? Maybe it's about to be fire. It's about to be fire, bro. I don't know what. We ain't never seen Edge versus AJ before. Yeah. I don't know what, what they're trying to say. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of fire on this card and a lot of really good storylines that go into it. Yeah. Like, I'm interested in seeing where this, this, this balance is out. So, next week uh, at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's nothing announced. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing announced right now. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but next week it will be Mills here. I uh, will not be here next week. I will be back on uh, what? What is it? The the week of the twenty first. Mm-hmm. So uh, everyone, everyone, please be safe. <laughs> I don't know what Mills got planned for y'all, but please be safe. But but Armand, thank you so much, man, for being on the show. Uh, it was, it was a it was a pleasure. Yeah, man, bro. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to stop by the A show. An honor to be called upon. You know, I, again, I hope I did my thing. Um, but yeah, y'all are killing it. It's a pleasure to listen every week and to be a part of this team. And uh, yeah, it's a to the moon, man. To the moon. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Of course, as always, follow us at the A show RNC on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. Five dollars, five dollars down. You guys get these shows early. You get more shows like the X8 Diaries, which is hilarious. Legendary Run Season Two for Batista's 2005 Spot Callers, uh, in early episodes of the Rewriters Room, and also the War Report. And we got more content coming to you guys real, real soon on the Patreon. But it, for Armand, I am Justin. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you. Well, Mills will see you next week, and I'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace out. <laughs>